Blog Talk Radio. Two women from very different musical genres, but both fabulous. Neva the Soul Diva and Maddie Hawks. It's Music Friday Live. California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, and I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so call in, 347-215-7511, or you can always email us. You know, if you're sitting there at work and you've got your headphones on, which I know a lot of you do because of the time we're on, you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to say um, welcome to our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and who are also syndicating us to uh, their radio affiliates in the East Coast who will probably be hearing us tonight. I also want to say welcome to all of our listeners who will hear us tomorrow on the Artistic Echoes Network in London. And, of course, welcome to all of our uh, Blog Talk radio listeners who are listening to us now or, you know, who might Download the podcast later. And again, if you have questions or comments for our guests, call us, 347-215-7511, or email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And, you know, if you're listening to us on a podcast or you're listening to us later on today on a radio station or tomorrow in England, you can go ahead and and email your questions in, and we'll just forward them on to, to the guests, okay? All right. Well... Listen to this. I'm going to read you the the lines from a song by our next guest. And all the things you do put me in a groove. And I think it's about time that we made a move. That's a line from from our next guest's song, Hennessy Love. And it tells you up front that she's a romantic and she's not shy about it. But she's also a warrior who's made it in the very tough world of indie music. Neva the Soul Diva a woman who knows how to write and deliver music that is the very essence of love and desire. Originally from the tough side of Houston, a young Neva went to to New York City, responded to an ad for a singer, and the rest is history. Her first first full-length album, Roller Coaster Love, and her debut single, I Will Make It, were hits. And then she kept the momentum up with her second album, Unrivaled, and now... And now, songs from her latest EP, Life, Love, and Music, may just get considered for a Grammy. Who knows? We're going to see about that. But we, but right now, we are so proud to welcome Neva the Soul Diva to Music Friday Live. Hi, Neva. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. How well, are thanks. you? I'm great, and I'm even better now that I'm hearing your voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited. We've been watching your videos and listening to oh. your song around the studio here all week, and and oh, everybody, really? <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's what we do. Um, that makes me everybody feel so Everybody at Music good. Friday Live is hooked, and and we all have this question: Where did you learn to write such wonderful earworms of songs? Oh, oh man, my my writing comes from my you know my life and my uh, my living experiences. You know, um, I grew up in Houston. And so, you know, we didn't have much. So I, um, music was my therapy, you know. So when you witness so many things in your life, especially as a kid, sometimes when you feel lost, your only hope and desire is to try to find some other avenues to keep your mind focused on other things and not the bad things. So I started off singing in church like most people. I started off singing in church. But um, I started writing when I uh, started putting my feelings and my emotions into my songs at the age of 13. Wow. So I just write this. It's a gift. I really think that it's a gift. I honestly believe that it's just a gift that I was just given. You know, I didn't learn how to write music or lyrics or anything like that. It's just something that I just think naturally came came to me. It was just a gift that I did not discover until I was around the age of 13. Wow. Yeah. Well, the- <laughs> I, w- I want to uh, stop teasing your audience and play a little bit of that gift, and, and this is Hennessy Love. Yes, it's, it's my <laughs> Hennessy Love.
Now, you know, something tells me that um, you had a really, really good time making the video. I mean, you know, besides dancing with those two gorgeous hunks. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? I had a blast doing that video shoot. It was just so much fun. It was in a lot of energy. And everybody was just, you know what, I think it came out so well because everybody was in sync. Everybody was on time. and Everyone actually enjoyed themselves. And that was made it so fun. And we had a blast. And we shot the whole video in, what, four hours. And under four, four hours we were done. Wow. We were there ready. That included makeup, hair and makeup, styling, everything, but we just, you know, it was just so amazing how it came together. Um, I really enjoyed that video because that was probably one of our best videos that, one of our best videos in. Well, I want to recommend to our audience, after the show today, they go to your your website or your YouTube page and take a look at that that video. Uh, And one thing that I notice is that the dance steps in that are not easy. It it was did you have a choreographer no, to work the, with? The dance stuff, that was very new to me. That was fresh for me because I had never done any choreography before, and I only had, like, two days to learn that choreography. So we rehearsed the, um, the dance routine for about two days before we actually went in, went in to shoot the video. It took me a while to get it, but I, I was determined, so I practiced in my in my apartment around the clock all day long. He... My choreographer, um, he actually sent me the video clips, and I had to watch the clip from my phone, but I was determined to get the moves down, and then I just kind of, like, added my own little flavor to it once, you know, once um, we got started or whatever. But, yes, I mean. You you got those moves down. Uh, You know, I was thinking that despite the modern staging in in that video and and the, the subtle synth effects that your producer brother Jonathan laid in there, that mm-hmm. song is really kind of old school. Um, you yes. sing, there's lyrics yes, it in has there. like an old, an old school feel to it because, like I tell, I tell everyone, I consider myself a rock and soul artist. So I always, it's, I've always had a deep voice anyway. So I just had to find my sound. And I, once I started working with Jonathan, he helped me to, to find my sound and who I was as a singer and as an artist. I was originally trying to be like everybody else, people that I, I was seeing on TV and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you know what, something's just not right. Maybe I have to find my sound. And so I, I realized that my sound was rock and soul. So, well, it, and I just it, developed it, it developed it, it over the years. And, and it comes through. And also you, you're writing, I mean, that, 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 that song, well, let me read some lyrics to it. Uh, <laughs> you see, I noticed the way that she's been treating you, baby. I think it's time that you find somebody new. Yeah, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's because you know what we think about females. Or it, it, it doesn't have to per se have to be like for the song. Like it could be for a, a man that sees somebody else that's uh, that sees a woman that's you know or whatever. I'm trying to think the best way to say this. Um, you know, the guy could see a, a, um, a girl that he likes and the girl that he's um, – that the, a guy could see another girl with a guy or whatever, and the guy's not treating her right. And so he could tell her, listen, you know, come with me. I could treat you better or vice versa. Or the girl could see the guy and, and be like, listen, I see how she's treating you. She's not respecting you and stuff like that. You know, maybe I think you should find somebody new. The new girl could be me or, you know – Vice versa. It could apply to both sides, whether it's for a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it's it's an archetypical, uh, archetypical love story set in kind of old-style feeling R&B, but with modern touches to it. It's really well exactly. done. Exactly. Um, I try to keep it soulful, but also make it so that it's also modern, too, so everybody can relate to it and have fun. It's a nice, fun song. It's energetic. I love the song, and I was so happy I wrote it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, too. Now, you said that, that growing up in the Third Ward in Houston was tough, and that oh, you got bullied. Oh, Why would yes, anybody yes. bully a lovely girl like you who can also sing? I- I don't know why I got bullied, but but I must say that definitely has 
played a part in my, you know, my self-esteem as a woman and as my as a person. It played a part in my confidence because I got picked on so much because we didn't have nothing. I grew up in the project in Third Ward called Kenny Home. That's where I grew up at. And 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 you know, we just didn't um we didn't have much. So I only had what was given to me on my back. There were days where we didn't have food or uh, when my grandmother would send me to school with food, the the bullies would take it. Or if I did I was very smart. I made very good grades in all my classes. So sometimes the students would be jealous. So if I had a good uh, progress report, my my grandmother would try to t- surprise me by buying me some new shoes or, you know, something nice, whatever, yeah. and and people would try to uh, take it from me or they would jump me when I would leave from school. They would follow me. They knew the path that I walked. Even when I tried to leave the school early to try to, like, outsmart oh. them, they would beat me. <laughs> oh, no wonder you moved to New York. Um, you know, I noticed that um, – you sang at the uh, the Capital Pride Festival in Washington, and also yes. you and um, Kamal produced a song called "Stop the Violence." So I think yes. you've given us a little hint as to why these issues t- motivate you, motivated you to record that song and to perform, um, even though you only had two hours of sleep. Uh, are those issues that do motivate you constantly? Um, I mean, yes, we do see a lot of violence. So sometimes when I see things happening, I try to you know, write songs that the community can relate to just to give them some uplift. And my job is to, you know, inspire people and to uplift them. And so when we, when me and Kamal had did the Stop the Violence song, that was our motive. Our job was to try to, like, listen, we got to stop this. We are all human beings. Let's come together and make a change and things of that nature. And I had wrote that song a long time ago. I wrote it, like, when I was younger in my early teens. And I said to my producer, I said, hey, what do you think about this song here? Maybe we could do something to it, especially with all this crime and everything that's happening. It's got everybody divided. Let's try to do this song. And so, and we did it. And, you know, it, it was a fun song. It was pretty yeah. fun, and people loved it. I got some good positive feedback from that. And it's a good message, too. I want to remind yeah. my uh, listeners that we are talking with uh, Neva the Soul Diva. And you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511. I noticed that some of you have already started emailing questions in for her. And oh, for those wow. Who really? Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> for those of you who haven't, uh, it's uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Why don't we go to some of those questions here? Um, Bacia, um, and pardon me if I'm mangling your name, Bacia. Bacia in Los Angeles um, wants to know, are you signed with a record label? Well, I know oh, the answer that to is, that, but why don't you uh, answer it? That is it? a very good question, and I tell people this all the time. I am not signed to a record label at all. I am an unsigned artist. It actually has been really, really tough with all my work that I've done over the years to still, you know, secure a recording contract with any major label. That's one. Of, that's been one of my struggles as but in the artist who has paid, you know, I, I've paid my dues. I've definitely developed my craft. I've worked on my image. I, you know, became a better performer, a better singer, a better writer. And that's been a struggle as an indie artist. That's been my number one struggle is still trying to secure um, a re- recording contract. The thing is people have to understand with the industry the way it is now, their main focus is not on talent anymore. Years ago, it was about talent. You could walk into a label, get a record deal, and, hey, you, you're on. But now it's about your numbers. It's not about the talent anymore. So a person that can't even sing worth nothing, but if they have the numbers, they'll put that person on before they would put on me. And I have seen that along, the, along all these, along yeah. my time of being here in New York City. I've been here 11 years. Well, a little later in, in that, the, the show, I want to talk with you a little more depth about uh, being an indie musician. Um, I've got a couple more emails here. Uh, one is from um, uh, Rastamora in New York City, and Rastamora wants to know, who is your heroine in music, and when can we see you in the city? And I assume that oh, Rastamora means Oh, heroine in music? Yeah. Like from Tina Turner. Tina Turner, if if anybody always asks me the number one person that that has made me want to sing and do better as an artist is Tina Turner. I have 
she is my number one, my top idol, my inspiration, I must say. And when and what helped me love her is because she has a raspy voice. She sings heavily, deep tone, you know, and so I'm like, you know what, I'm just like that. And that's when I became more of a better artist I wanted to do. I'm like, you know what, I want to be just like that. I want to sing rock and soul. I want to be different, you know. So Tina Turner is definitely the one I look up to. And right now, as far as shows right now, I'm focusing on just pretty much getting ready to re-release my um, my album, Roller Coaster Love. That's going to be my, my focus right now and more videos and getting my band together to put together a set to do some rock and soul performances and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Lulu Lala in Austin wants to know, uh, since you're a Texan, have you ever been to South by Southwest or to Austin City Limits? Hi, Lulu. Um, I must say that me and my team, we have tried consistently and profusely to get on South by Southwest with no success, even after we have bettered our craft, worked harder, developed. I mean, it has been tough. And no, we have not. So the answer is no. I've always wanted to, yes. But the opportunities just have not come through. Well, I I hope it does. Um, Medio in uh, New York City uh, asks, uh, uh, R&B love songs never lose popularity. Why do you think that is? Because um, love songs last for years. Look at some of the songs you see from Aretha Franklin. I mean, Prince. I mean, you got songs from like the Marvelettes and the Honeycombs. When you when the songs, a love song, when you feel it in your soul, it goes down into history. It never grows old because you could continue to play it, and people are always in love, always falling in and out of love. And I do write a lot of love songs. That's one thing I can say. I write a lot of love songs. Um, so that's why they never went old, because it's heartfelt. You feel it in your heart, and people feel okay. it, and it just puts you in, in, a, in, a, in a good mood, you know? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, since I was reminded that um, you're from Texas, I actually was going to ask you if there's any Texas or Southern in your your music, but I'm going to, instead of asking you that, I'm going to play the next song. And the next song is Let Me Be Your Radio. Hey, hey, baby. I'll be your radio anytime. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, seriously, though, the intro to that song sets a tone that to me bam, says bam, there is a bit of I'm telling you, man. When, <laughs> when I hear that song, I just get so excited. When I wrote it, I said, listen, guys, we, I wrote this song in five minutes. And so I, went, I called my band members up. I'm like, listen, we got to meet up at the studio to get this song done. I said, I had this song in my head. I got to get it out. Let's do it. And so they, they said, okay, let's meet up. Let's do it. So we met up the next day, and we knocked it out in one in, in one session. So everything you hear, hear on that song are all live instruments. Everything was wow. recorded live. Everything. Wow. And, and it I does wrote kind it of have a little bit of twang in it, doesn't it? Yes. yes. You know what? I'm a Texan girl at heart, so sometimes my song naturally has a has a um, – has a twang in it, you know. I say, no, let me um, 
come up with this song. It just came to me. And I said, no, this yeah. song is very sexy. So you're pretty much telling telling your your lover, you know, let me be your radio, baby. What's on your mind? Baby, let me your favorite song because I got some things that I – because, you know, as a woman, if you have a partner or whatever, your lover probably been, been at work all day, you come home and be like, listen, you know what? I got a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll Don't turn the radio on. Let, let me be your radio, you know? Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, speaking, you speaking of being Texas, uh, Texan, I, I noticed that you often appear in a cowboy hat. Is that sort of a nod to Texas? Yes, that is my that is my signature. The cowboy hat is my signature because I started doing it years ago, years and years ago, because I didn't see nobody else doing it. I said, let me come up. What can I do to set me apart from everybody else? And then my producer was like, listen, you're from Texas. How about you represent your your state? And so that's what I did. I started wearing my hat, and I have never looked back since. I've been wearing a hat no. for 10 years. Good. And you yeah. got a smart producer, too. Now, if, if yes, I, re- I love my hat. If I recall, if I recall uh, you once recorded a song called I Am Warrior, and you've mm-hmm. called yourself a warrior in various interviews and articles, and, and you've um, asked other people to let their warrior out. Mm-hmm. How are you a warrior, and, and what does that mean today? Um, as a warrior, you have to be a fighter. Because of my background, I've been through so much, I, I, so much that I can't even get so deep into details, but I will say that my life in Houston was very, very hard. Um, the, the struggle was real. I There were times where I didn't even know when my next meal was coming, where I was going to lay my head. Um, I've had to witness my my grandmother die at a young age, cancer. I mean, this whole thing, see people die, but that all that hardship made me a warrior. It made me stronger, and so when, when I tell people my story, I'm like, listen, I've been through a lot, and you may be going through something too, but you have to tell yourself, listen, I am a warrior. you got to get up and keep fighting and keep pushing forward because you can't you know, change whatever has happened, but you could change your future. You can't change the past. But you can learn from that and move forward. Like, listen, I am strong. I don't care what it is. No matter how many doors that may keep closing, you keep trying. Because maybe the 1,000 door will be the one that opens the door. And that's what I I tell myself every day. Even when I feel like I want to be down, I tell myself the same thing. Listen, i got to keep pushing. Well, uh, obviously, the the doors have have opened for you. And uh, it's because you're so good. and just to show, just to demonstrate that, I'm going to play another song of yours that intrigues me, especially in the context of being a warrior. And this mm-hmm. is the song, Make This Official. Here we go. Love put you in charge, um, possibly yeah. in opposition to another woman, but but not necessarily. This song seems to put you in a weaker position, a sort of a supplicant yes. position. I, am I misinterpreting it? No, no, you're not. Because make this official is pretty much saying, even in the lyrics, like you know what? I, it's like you have a friendship with somebody. You know, sometimes that person just wants to keep you in a friend zone. And so I'm telling the person, like, listen, we've been friends for over six years, you know, and I think it's about time, you know, that we make this official, you know. So that's sometimes you don't want to be in a friend zone. You could be a friend with somebody and you love them so much and they don't even know it. And you see them go out on dates with other women or whatever it is, but really you try to tell them, listen, like, we've been through a lot together. I know what you like. I know what you dislike. So let's make this official. So can we? Make it okay. 
I love that. Uh, so it's not necessarily being a supplicant. Well, we, we're almost out of time, but I did. There's another song of yours I, I want to play, and feel free to burst into song after I do it. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, you've had to prove yourself every step of the way, and I know this has been made difficult. But I want to talk. I want to play this song, "Prove Yourself." has been hard and you alluded to it earlier is that you're an indie artist uh, yeah. what's it like being an indie artist today um indie artist today is just really really tough you have to you know you got to invest into your own um, you don't have the backing of a major label you have to put your own money into everything that you do and because i'm passionate about my work i don't mind investing my money into my craft but it's really hard to get shows like it, it especially shows that are worthwhile. See, I have a band, so, like, whenever I do a show, I have to pay my band. So sometimes, as an indie artist, it's very hard to land good shows. And also, it's about numbers. Again, like I said, it's about numbers. The industry only cares about numbers. But it, Now, when you say numbers, what do you mean by numbers? What kind of numbers? Numbers, I mean as far as, like, your following. They, they only care about the numbers that, that they see on your socials. So if your person has 100,000 followers, they'll pay attention to a person with 100,000 followers versus someone that has under 20,000 followers. They don't really focus on your talent. You could be the best singer. You could be the next Whitney Houston, and they still would sign the person with the 100,000 followers before they would even think about looking at you. You know, So I have to work as harder to you know, prove myself, work as harder to develop my craft. I have to push as harder to get interviews, articles, videos, everything. I have to constantly push an extra step further, you know. I have to be, work a little bit harder than the next artist, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my struggle. Uh, that's been the struggle. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully we're going to make it a little bit easier for you by, by since we are out of time now, uh, giving you the opportunity to tell people where they can get your music. Oh, yes, my music is available on all social um, platforms, Neva the Soul Diva, um, Instagram, Twitter. But if you want to listen to my music, you go to SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, I'm on uh, Google Play. I'm on Spotify, and I'm also on Tidal. Um, and you can check out my, my current EP, Life, Love, and Music, which is available on all those pa- platforms. Okay. And, uh, well, Neva, let me just say, first of all, you are a delight to talk to. You are a delight to listen to. Um, (laughs) I hope you play in Los Angeles soon because I know you'll be I've never been to California. I would love to go. I'm planning to come there for the Grammys, so hopefully I'll be out there for the Grammy Awards next year. So that's my plan. Well, I know you're up for consideration, so uh, let's hope so. Yes, I am. Yes. so let, and let's and, and right now, just thank you so much for taking the time to be with oh, us today. Oh no, thank you guys for having me. I I truly truly appreciate it. This was a really really energetic. It was fun. <laughs> Neva the Soul Diva. Follow her at nevathesoldiva dot com and keep your eyes open. Maybe she's going to be at the Grammys. I know three three or four of her songs are are up for consideration. We're going to take a quick break right now, and when we return. Maddie Hawks is going to join us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Don't go away. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, Enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities. You'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. 
So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Yes, you will see us in San Felipe. And uh, best of all, if you use the discount code MFLA5, you'll get a 5% discount on everything you book through uh, MySanFelipeVacation.com. So remember, MySanFelipeVacation.com and use the discount code MFLA5 and you will have a great time and you'll be really glad you did. You know, Maddie Hawks can do some marvelous things with her voice and her music, uh, things that, that make you want to put her on repeat. She fronts a band named after her, Mad Hawks, uh, made up of three guys she has known for years in the South Bay area of Los Angeles who perfectly complement her high-energy music and the raw lyrics that she writes, and also the Dance Until You Drown in Sweat beats. While interning at Parts and Labor Records, Maddie was so immersed herself in songwriting that the label owner and producer, Jimmy Messer, saw her as a rising talent, and he encouraged her to tap into her truth. Well, she did tap into her truth, and the rest is history. It's a history of flaunting her flaws in great lyrics backed by great music. She calls her sound Babe Rock. The first Babe Rock single from the EP Undone Fantasy was released this January. The second single, Face Punch, is out now. But best of all, she's here with us. Maddie, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. And after listening to your music all week, it's really nice to talk to the actual babe behind Babe Rock. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So four years to produce this EP. Have these songs been kind of rattling around in your songwriter mind for that long? Yeah, they've been, they've been alive for a while. Um, you know, we wrote them a while back, but I've, you know, they've been circulating through the studio, through my brain for years now. Well, you know, I, I want to ask you about the, the story regarding uh, Parts and Labor Records and your internship. Uh, and, and, and I discovered, thanks to you, that Parts and Labor is just a few blocks from uh, from where I live. Yeah. And I park in front of them <laughs> every time crazy. I go to the the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it you, you found yourself there, and how did Jimmy discover that you were the talent that you are? Uh, it's actually a pretty funny story. Um, when I was about 18 or 19, my mom listed an espresso machine on Craigslist, and he showed up to the door to buy it. And they started talking. <laughs> they started talking and realized, you know, that they had kids the same age and that they lived in the same neighborhood and talked about what they do. And my mom, just being a mom, was like, oh, my kids uh, make music too. That's great. Maybe we can come by the studio sometime. And that's kind of how it, how it went down. And um, oh my God. I whole... started interning shortly after that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to use the espresso machine while you were interning there? I got to make people coffees with the espresso machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, so, so what, what actually, besides making coffee, um, what actually did you do there that revealed your talent? Um, well, he knew that I was interested in songwriting and singing and, um, asked if I wanted to play him something when I first started and I did. And he was like, uh, you know, your singing is pretty good and your guitar playing is pretty good, but I would say work on the songwriting somewhat. So I was like, ah, crap, okay. Um, so I really just, I was there for a solid three years without showing him any music, just observing and watching the way he worked with other artists and his process of writing and how uh, deliberate and intentional everything was when it comes to songwriting. And I, I just... um. Yeah, took the tools he used and used them on my own songs to massage these ideas I had and try to make the best. Well, obviously, songs. worked because uh, I I think you're now on that label, aren't you? 
I am. Yes. Super, super exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I'm going to play some uh, some of that 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 music that obviously worked. um, Really honest, passionate music that you do so well. Uh, And uh, I'm going to play Face Punch. me in the face now that sounds yeah. terrible until i get down to, <laughs> to the final verse and the final verse is why do you waste my time every day's the same want to punch you in the face so in yeah. the space of that song you evolve i understand that you started writing that song on an acoustic guitar and didn't really intend for it to end up where it did but you started hating yourself and you wound up taking charge you you have managed to evolve Great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That um, was a, that was a fun, fun song to write because it was more like talking um, rather than you know, lyrically. I wasn't thinking of anything that intricate. I was just having a conversation with myself and it, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I can now. I understand what why you evolved in in the uh, in the song, uh, going from mm-hmm. from one person to another person in the song. Uh, but yeah. there's also some, something very interesting about how that song is constructed, um, how how it got mm-hmm. from loving hating yourself to stop wasting your time. You start with a four line verse, and then you go to a five line verse, and then a chorus, and then a six line verse, and then a chorus, and then a seven line verse. You progress mm-hmm. the length of the verses, and I've never seen that done, and it really works. So, so where did you learn that? That was that was on Jimmy. He um he had written a guitar part, just had it on a voice song on his phone, and sent it to me. And I think it was more of an idea than a complete um, song. So I wrote to that idea, and um, that was that was what that was just what came of it. And it was an awkward one for me to write to because I remember thinking, I don't know what's supposed to be the chorus or the verse, and I don't know the structure of this, but I just went with it. And, you know, I don't think he intended for each part to be what I made it either, but it just somehow it somehow didn't work. So I lucked out so, so there. While you're writing the song, you, you actually weren't realizing that, that you were lengthening each verse and telling no. a bigger story in each <laughs> verse. No, that you Wow, no, and there's no bridge in there that either. Came too. Later. Yeah. Um there's there's the one bit that's that was supposed to be the bridge, but you know, that song does feel more like a story, just sort of morphing yeah. morphing into its own thing. <laughs> well, it's a very interesting way to construct a song and like I say, I've never seen oh. it done before and you do it really well. well that's um, cool. Thank you. So I, can I assume that your songs often take on a life of your of their own and they go places you don't plan on? Yeah, that seems to be the way I seems to be the way I write. That's turned into a pattern for me. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of the times it's just a an emotion, something I'm feeling in that moment, and then you know I'll start the song, sometimes finish it in one sitting, and. Or sometimes, you know, I'll come back to that song and I'll feel a different way. So then the song takes a different tone. It's really just unique to whatever that 
situation mm-hmm. that I'm in. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's another song on the EP, Undone, that's also very intriguing, and that's the song Fantasy. Now, I, I can't mm-hmm. play the whole thing because it has some words in it that the FCC won't let us yeah. say on the, on the radio. <laughs> uh, and we are on terrestrial radio uh, on the East Coast. But there's parts of it I can play. And I am going to play a little bit here to give our audience a, a sample of the kind of intriguing things you do. Here it comes. I don't understand why you are Again, the, the self-loathing theme. You sing, I'd rather yeah. beat myself up. I'm a cheat. Walk right through you. Now, I can mm-hmm. I assume that fantasy, uh, like your other earlier songs, Bleeding Out and Mistress, is sort of part of your life? Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I have to draw off of. So that's really, that's really what I write about. My own, my own experiences, my own um, internal struggles you know that we all have it are your are your songs are is, is writing song in any way therapy totally that's how my <laughs> songwriting started out when i was a teenager i just had to you know well that teenage angst i had to do something with it so writing <laughs> is kind of my default <laughs> all right okay all right um, you know, as as your music has evolved, and we've been listening to your music all the way back from the first recordings we could get our hands on, uh, you've mm-hmm. evolved. Um, and I suspect yes, you're not going to be writing. Yes, I suspect you're not going to be writing songs like that one again. Or is your life still generating that kind of material? Um, I mean, I don't know what that kind of material means, but my life is still happening, so really just whatever whatever situations I find myself in I'm you know I'm writing about whether that's love heartbreak self-loathing whatever whatever messes I make whatever happy moments sad moments I have I'll always that will always be what I write about and I'm not really sure what what life has in store for me so I'm not sure what I'm going to be writing about next (laughs) none of us do um I want to note something else. The, the structure of that song is more regular, uh, but mm-hmm. it's got kind of it's got kind of a curve in it. Um, you've got four line verses and then seven line choruses, and you end on a chorus. You, you know, you really mm-hmm. have a knack for interesting song construction, which I think is one <laughs> of the reasons why you manage to be fresh and familiar at the same time. Um, are you cool. kind of playing around with different musical forms to tell different stories? Um, I think the, why these songs turn out that way is really just the uh, the collaboration between me and Jimmy's style. I mm-hmm. tend to write more A-B structured songs, and he's just got a really interesting way of looking at music that I'm still um, developing. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the structure comes from him on purpose or comes from me on accident, really, is what's happening. Good. It works, and and, and you uh, you yeah, manage to make it work very well. Now I've heard you say that that you like badass music women. Um, do you think yourself as a badass music woman, and and what does that mean? That's a, that's a goal, definitely a goal. I, I think just it really just means being a strong um, woman with a voice, which music doesn't have to be the only avenue of being that type of person, that type of woman. Um, I think just finding your voice, whichever way, whatever that means for the individual is really the goal. And for me, music is the way I can communicate and express um, what's going on with me and hopefully have it be relatable to others. So, um, you know, I think that's really what it is, just finding your voice and your strength and your power and who you are. 
Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, That's what I admire. I'm going to remind my audience that we were talking with a woman who's finding her voice, uh, Maddie Hawks, and you can talk with her too. You can phone in 347-215-7511, or you can email in, and your fans are out there. They're emailing in, so why don't we go to some of these emails? Oh, cool. Um, All right. Renee T. in Los Angeles wants mm-hmm. to know... <laughs> Interesting question, Renee. How have you managed to avoid surf music all these years? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just there's so much of it. I grew up listening to you know surf rock, punk music, and while I love it, it's not really what I'm what I'm making. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. I love all that right. question. That's great. <laughs> I wonder if um, uh, Renee T. uh, uh, loves surf music. Um, Silly Sally in um, Hollywood uh, says, I have seen you live and you sound much lower energy on records and on the air. Why is that? Hmm. I I think that's a good question. Thanks, Sally. Um, I think it's just part of the evolution of, you know, me as an artist, musician, singer. When we recorded these songs, I was I hadn't played them live quite as much, so I was in a different headspace. And then when you play live, I think they it just they they take on their own life. So that's really the only reason I can think of is all that energy of being on stage and all that excitement and just me really becoming who I am as an artist. You know. Okay. I, now, speaking of being on stage, a, you've got a you've got a show coming up uh, next week, don't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. At a three at the three club in Hollywood. Okay, and um, uh, November seventh. November seventh, yeah, November seventh, next Wednesday. I'm super okay. excited for this one. I've never been. It looks like a great club. Uh, it is. I have been. Um, it's kind of a little bit off of um, uh, Sunset, kind of back to mm-hmm. Sunset, and it, it's a nice place. And uh, I think uh, awesome. uh, every. Everybody listening here who's not doing something else that night, or even if you are, you should get over to Hollywood if you're in the L.A. area next Wednesday and listen to why Silly Sally thinks that she is so hot live. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Another uh, email here. This is uh, Remora. If I'm not mistaken, Remora is a small fish associated with sharks. Um, (laughs) We would, and, and she's from Tampa, and she says, we would enjoy you here in the Sunshine State. <laughs> kind of poking uh, in the eye there, huh, Remora? So have you ever been to Florida? Uh, when I was 10, that's it. I'd love to go. I'd love to explore the, the East Coast a bit more, maybe surf in Florida. Yeah, there's good surf. Okay, and play some music. And speaking of playing music in the East yeah. Coast, you have another email here from Lucille Steele in New York City. Who says, um, um, I think you would go over really well at the High Line. Um, why don't you come Highline. over and give the Big Apple a shot? Oh, yeah. I would love okay. to. I was All just right. there, actually, a few weeks ago. I love New York. At the High Line? No, just, uh, just in New York. I was in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and Manhattan All right. visiting. Well, since um, um, Silly Sally... Uh, brought it up, or no, uh, uh, Renee T. brought it up, uh, surfing. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about surfing. Uh, you don't know this, Alrighty. but I was raised on this uh, coast surfing, right? Okay. Yeah, so uh, what are your awesome. favorite breaks without giving away any secret places? Um, well, I grew up in Manhattan Beach, um, so I would just go down to El Porto, surf at Rosecrans. Most of the time, um, yeah. but there's some spots further south that I love to go to, but I'm not going to say them <laughs> out loud. Okay. Also, no, we go to Mexico every summer, um, which is always fun surf, even if it's bad surf, it's still fun surf. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear you say El Porto. El Porto is where I actually grew up surfing. That was my okay, regular cool. spot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up in me West. Too. I grew up in Westchester, and I, I could get an awesome. early morning break and get to school by 9 o'clock <laughs> if I really pushed that's great. it. <laughs> yeah, I was on the surf team in high school. That's what we did. We were down there 
at 6 a.m. every day, even if it was yep. dark and raining. It could be brutal sometimes. <laughs> yep, it is. But super fun. Yep, especially when you've got more than a, a, a four-foot break. Um, yep. Did you, and you said Mexico. Do you ever take a week off or so and throw your board in the back of your square back and just drive and surf <laughs> and not think about music? Or is it impossible um, to think, I'm always not thinking think about music? music? But I'll take a week off. But music goes where I go. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, surfing is more than a sport. You know it. it, it it's an attitude towards life. Um, and yeah. But it it doesn't seem to influence your music. I, I, am I wrong there? Am I missing something? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure how it would influence my music. Yeah. For me, it's a, it's more of a just a peaceful thing that I love to do, and a, you know, form of exercise where you don't realize you're even exercising, which is great. <laughs> but yeah, surfing and music have coincided, and when it comes to going camping and just you know, bringing my guitar wherever I go, um, and bringing my surfboard wherever I go, but I guess it hasn't influenced my style. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure. That's, you know, it could be a bit West Coast, I think, some of the songs I write. Okay. All right. Um, you know, yeah. I, I I can't play all the songs on, on the EP because you haven't released them yet. Um, uh-huh. uh, but, you know, I I love your voice, and I love it in some of the earlier songs, like Leaning Out and Mistress. Um, it just mm-hmm. really pure talent and emotion. Um, I know you've moved Thank on you. from there, but I wonder, uh, are we going to get any more solo songs or acoustic songs from you? You know, we have nothing planned, but I've always liked the idea of releasing uh, a stripped down version of the EP and the songs. I think that's always a nice thing to do because then the music can take on a different, a different life and you can hear it in a new way. So definitely in the future, but no, no timeline for that as of now. Okay. All right. You, um, and Oh, we've got another email here. <laughs> Apparently mm-hmm. somebody's been watching your videos. This is from Marsha 15 in LA. And she wants to know what's with the pink wigs. Oh, the red wigs. The red wigs. Yeah. Something, that was just something fun. We wanted to try out when we were first performing. I mean, there really was no rhyme or reason behind it. Um, it was just, I don't know, it seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. <laughs> and now we just do uh, white overalls. I have the guys in white overalls. Just a little uniform, something to, something to you know, legitimize <laughs> the performance. To, to make you seem like a regular organized band, right? Yeah, to make it seem organized, even though we're not. You know, we just have to, <laughs> we have to seem like we are. <laughs> All right, well... Um, you know, I, we're we're getting a little. Uh, we've we've got some uh, an extra time, and I've got a couple of emails here who who want to know if I can play some more uh, of your music, and I can. Um, I do want to play uh, some more Face Punch. So why don't we we yeah. exceed to popular demand and play another minute of Face Face Punch? Here Sounds we go. awesome.
wanted to give our audience a, a nice long little little sample of that, and of course I gave them too long a sample because uh, we are almost out of time now, um, and Whoops. this has been so much fun. Um, you're going to be playing live next Wednesday. Yeah. You released uh, two songs. How many more songs are on the EP, and when do you plan to release them? Um, we have three more songs, and once we get a, we're working on a music video for Face Punch right now, and once that's out, we're just going to keep, you know, releasing these songs. We don't have an exact date, but let's say okay. early next year. Now, you have said that this EP closes a chapter in your life and another one's going to open. Any thoughts of what the new chapter is going to be? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No idea. I'm not sure where life is about to take me. <laughs> okay. Well, Very good places, I'm history. sure. Right. Yeah. And wherever it takes so. you, we're going to follow you. Uh, we're going to watch yeah. and listen to you as life takes you and you continue to involve uh, because watching you is a very enjoyable adventure for us. Uh, uh, thank you. Where should people go to get your music? We are on Spotify and iTunes. Look up Mad Hawk and uh, YouTube. If you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, that's really where I, I post everything, all the new stuff we got going on, Twitter. But, yeah, Spotify and iTunes, those are the two okay. main ones. All right. Well, uh, Maddie, this has been a delight. I want to thank you so much for taking oh. the time to talk with us today. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was great. Maddie Hawks, the band is Mad Hawks, and that's uh, with an E-S at the end. Follow them on Facebook and, you know, all the socials. If you're in L.A., November 7th, they're going to be playing at the three clubs in Hollywood, so get your tickets. Uh, actually, you can go to their website, go to their Facebook page and get tickets there. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates here in, in England. Like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Uh, you can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. I have a special uh, announcement for our um, our L.A. people. Don't forget uh, Baile de los Muertos this uh, weekend. If you love to dance, it's going to be at Grand Park uh, th uh, this weekend on Saturday. You'll have a great time. My friend Irene Diaz is singing. Tune in next week. We're going to talk with the great blues woman, Amanda Abiaziad, and uh, also the loop pedal genius and pop singer, Sydney Wright. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we're going to update you on all the guests. Meanwhile, have a great musical weekend. Bye. <laughs>